just to introduce myself, um, for those of you who don't know me, I think I know pretty much all of you, but just in case anyone doesn't know me, my name's Hannah. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm on the uh, Equip program um, at church, which means um, in the week I'm in an office with like Sam, the kids pastor, the other Equip guys, and Andy as well, so pray for me in that. Um, but um, I'd like to tell you guys a couple of just things about what I like to do um, and it will be relevant we'll just we'll figure that out um, so one thing that I like to do is um, when I get in from uh, work it's work for me um, I like to have a nap I'm like I'm getting into bed pulling the duvet covers up and 20 minutes I'm, I'm just gone um, so I don't know about you guys are you guys after school nappers maybe I'm getting some some thumbs up so maybe um, oh, lame. But it is honestly, it's great. And those of you who are in Pins and Needles crew will know that we really love um, doing that and finding out loads of different craft activities to do. But knitting is pretty much the only one, the only thing I can be creative in. Because I'm not the most creative person in the world. At gym. Um, however, 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 this is my one kind of hobby and thing that I like to do at the moment that... Maybe I haven't been too great at doing it at the moment, actually. So this is why, you might be wondering why I've brought um, a bar of chocolate up with me. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for some people, pop their hands up and guess how many weeks it has been since I last went to the gym. It really upset me when I was working this out because I was thinking, I haven't been for a while, didn't realise how long it's been. Um, so I'll give you a little clue, clue, before you eager beavers. Um, a clue is that I have been in the last six months. So we're looking for a number somewhere in between, <laughs> somewhere in between one and 24 because that's how many weeks. Um, yeah, doesn't sound great, does it? Bear in mind I'm paying like 18.99 each month for this gym membership and yeah. We're going what, between one and 24 weeks, okay? And we'll, the closest one will win the chocolate bar. Matthew? 17 weeks. Nathan? 10. Okay, you've been kind. Being kind, that's great. Ethan? 20. You think it's been six months? Wow, okay. Obviously not in great shape. Sophie? 13. Okay. What have we, what have we had said so far, just so I can keep track? 17. 10. 24, 13. Okay, I'll do one more. Go on then, Sammy. 14. Well, Sophie, you were about to win it with 13. And then Sammy got it right on the dot with 14 weeks. Here we go, Sammy. I'll grab this, give this to you. There is your chocolate wallet. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause, guys. That was great. Um, so... Just to kind of sum that up for you in how many months that is, that is three and a half months, so that's not great. Um, but one thing that the gym and our relationship with God has in common is that they both require this horrible word called discipline. Um, and it's something that we might not love to talk about, but we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. So... Um, a definition of discipline that I got um, online, because I love definitions, I like to kind of know what things are all about, is that definition is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way which involves obeying particular rules or standards. So keep that in mind, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I've got a Bible verse from Joshua 1.8, which hopefully will come up on the screen. Great. Um, and it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
So we might hear these two things and think, okay, this is maybe a bit of a tall order. Like, meditate on it day and night. Um, and actually, there's a few similarities between those two things that I just read out. So discipline talks about um, behaving and working in a controlled way. And this talks about um, the maybe careful to do everything written in it. Um, so there's actually some really um, real similarities here. And I think that what Joshua is talking about here is he's talking um, about discipline. So I said this might be a bit of a kind of tall order and we might feel like this is really intimidating. So I'm going to give us some ideas to help us um, with discipline. So the first one, these are all things that we should maybe step away from. So the first one is step away from your distractions. Um, and we might, we talk about this quite a lot actually in Excel, the things that might distract us. Um, so what I'd like you to think about is when you get back from school, college, I don't know what else you might do, placement, whatever you do, um, what is that thing that you're just, you know, in the last five minutes of school when they're ticking away, What's that thing that you're thinking, oh, I can't wait to get home and do that? So fill in the blank. When I get home from school, work, whatever, the thing that I'm thinking about and the thing that I want to do is, and have a think about what that is for you. What maybe steals our time sometimes? What do we maybe spend too much time actually on? And then there's some other things as well. There's, there's actually internal distractions that can distract us from spending time with God. And these can be um, thoughts that we have, like thinking maybe that we're not good enough, or maybe, maybe it's thinking that we know better and maybe we don't really need God. We've got along this, this long without him, and, and we've got along fine, so why would we need him? Why would we need a relationship with God? Or maybe, actually, it's this word that we talk about sometimes, maybe it's guilt, and maybe it's wanting to avoid God when actually this is exactly the time that we should be drawing close to him. Um, in Hales, I mean, this morning I was in the 11.30 service. I think a lot of you guys were in it as well. Um, and a song that we sang that was really relevant to this, and it really spoke into this, um, this thing of guilt, um, was, O come to the altar. So the words in the chorus say, O come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that song is all about kind of how we're feeling and maybe feelings of guilt and that actually we should bring that to God. So if, if maybe guilt is the thing that's stopping you from really having that relationship with God, then just bring it to him. That's the exact place that we need to bring it to. And maybe if you're feeling that, I'd really recommend listening to that song. So what do we fix our eyes on? What are maybe some of the distractions that stop us from uh, spending time with God, whether they are external or within us? Where is our focus at? Because our footsteps will actually follow our focus. Wherever we're focusing on and thinking about, that's where our footsteps will lead us. The second point I want to make is step away from your disposition. So this is maybe a bit of a weird word. Um, I don't know if all of you will know what it means, so I'll just let you know. So a person's disposition, so it's basically this big fancy word, which basically means what people will tend to behave or feel. So it's people's tendencies, it's what they'll kind of maybe naturally do in a certain situation. What's their disposition in a certain situation? So what is our disposition? What's our natural rhythm, our natural routine when it comes to spending time with God? 
what's our natural routine when it comes to praying? Is it that um, we'll just pray when we need something? Or is it that we maybe know that it's a bit more of a relationship and a conversation with God? Um, I remember just being so struck when I was younger by um, someone telling me that praying didn't have to be this really formal thing where like you kneel on the floor and you say um, like thou God please give me this like it doesn't have to be like that it can just be a conversation like with your friend I remember thinking like what God can be our friend and he can have a conversation and actually guys he really can so what's our natural what's our disposition our natural routine when we're praying and what is it when we're reading our bible um so when I got asked to, to kind of do this talk, I was a bit like, well, this isn't something that I've really mastered. Like, um, discipline is something that I think we're on a journey with through our whole life. Um, and probably reading my Bible is probably the hardest one for me, um, if I'm being honest. Um, and I, I, I kind of do know the things that work for me. I know that I need to just get on maybe one of those little daily devotionals or a little reading plan um, and that that will help. But there's all these distractions, like I spoke about earlier. There's all um, these things. When I get in from work, it's for me. I like to play Sims. Does anyone play Sims? Yeah, no. Okay, most people, most people really hate it because it's basically just like life but on a computer. So it's a bit lame. I'll admit, it's not the greatest thing, um, but I find it fun. So there'll be things that for you, you'll find really... This is basically just me confessing all the lame things that I do. Um, but what is your natural uh, disposition when it comes to reading your Bible? For me, it might be that I need God to speak into a certain situation, so I'll go to my Bible and, yeah, that's a great thing to do, but do we ever read our Bible? Do we ever pray when we're not needing to like do we ever just do it because we want to so where it said discipline is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way which involves obeying particular rules or standards so we follow rules and standards in our lives all the time um, you guys probably know there's like rules at school you probably hate that um, and some of us might follow them better than others um, I surprise surprise was one of the people that in school would follow all the rules I know you're really surprised by that um, but actually what are our rules and standards when it comes to spending time with God so what are our rules and standards and our natural disposition, where is it at the moment? And where is the place that we want to be with that? And how big is the gap between that? And that's what we need to think about. To follow a rule and to kind of build this discipline in our lives, it does require an action. It requires a response from us. We're not going to wake up one day having master discipline. Like you can only ask uh, Olympic athletes about that. Like they don't wake up one day and they can just suddenly, uh, well, I don't know, what's an Olympic sport? I can't even think of one. They can't suddenly figure skate. I don't know why I went for a really obscure one. They can't suddenly figure skate when they wake up one day. Um, I definitely can't. I'm not great at figure skating. I'm not great at ice skating, full stop. Um, but you won't have to ask Olympic athletes about that. We don't wake up one day and we've mastered a discipline just like that. It requires action. And this might sound really kind of boring and hard and difficult, but it doesn't have to be. We just have to start. And we just have to decide where we're going to take that first step and where we're going to take that first step towards God. So what does a more 
God-centered disposition, a more God-centered rhythm of life? What does that look like for you? Because it will be different for each and every one of us. What pattern could you change? And my third kind of practical tip is step away from remind me tomorrow. This is probably the biggest one for me, really. Um, so if anyone knows me, they'll know my memory is terrible. Um, like, can't remember what I had for tea yesterday. Terrible. Nope, genuinely can't. Um, but I'm going to take this opportunity to rat out Tom for how bad he is at um, his memory. And his is that he lose things. Uh, some of you might have heard about this, and I'm basically just taking this opportunity to tell all you guys about it, which is great. Um, so what happened probably three weeks ago now? There, there's the, right, Tom lost his keys. There they are. He's just getting them out to taunt me. Um, so we were just getting out of work, um, and uh, Tom just goes, where are my keys? Now, this is a standard sentence for me. I probably hear it about three times a day. So I was just like, eh, you'll find them. Like, it'll be fine. 45 minutes later, I was thinking, well, this isn't a normal day. This isn't a normal losing of the keys. This is, this is getting kind of serious now. Um, Ironically, on this day, I didn't have my car keys with me. Always ends up like that. Um, so I, we were literally stranded at church, which was great. And eventually, you know, you know when you know that like it's a stupid place to look, but you think, just maybe I'll just look there, and you never know. So um, you guys might know in Hales Owen the, where the old building is, and um, you know the like green doors to Owen House, um, where like the kids' floor and, and all of that is. And where those two kind of join, along there and along the side of the old building, there's some like slabs that are just slightly like lifted a little bit. So there's this little gap between like the old building and the slabs. And for some reason, I just thought, I'll just look down there. Yep, that's where the keys were. Um, and we then spent another 45, 50 minutes trying to hook out these keys. Like, we ended up using, you know, in, well, in kids, they've got these bamboo things um, that they use for hook-a-duck. Yeah, we were, like, hooking them out, but also trying to make sure these keys descend into, like, the centre of the earth because there was, like, this gap at the bottom and I could just see them go in and I was like, oh, no. So... so Actually, it's not just me who's got a bad memory. It's other people as well. And it's Tom with his keys. With me, it's iPhone reminders. Um, so I don't know whether you guys have got iPhones. You might have different phones. Um, but on iPhones, there are, there's something called uh, reminders. Um, and I'll usually have at least one reminder on my iPhone screen at all times. Actually, today, I don't have any, which is a miracle. Because my only uh, reminder was to put the slides on there, which we can see I've done, which is great. Um, so that felt really good to tick that off. Um, but you guys might know that with an iPhone, um, you can tick, um, it'll come up to like remind you, you've got something you're supposed to do, and that's when the panic sets in. Um, and there's like three options. There's markers completed, never happens. There's remind me in an hour, sometimes. Uh, or there's remind me tomorrow. Can anyone guess which is the one that I'm probably pressing most of the time? Yeah, it's definitely remind me tomorrow. Um, but I think what I find is, yes, that's maybe with the mundane things and just the everyday things of life. But when I do that, often those reminders, they just build up. And, uh, and there's a new update, actually, which means that they all like stack 
behind each other rather than like flowing all down your screen. But that's what they used to be like for me. My whole screen would be filled with reminders. And actually, all of those things are on my mind as well. And that why should we add spending time with God to another one of those mundane things in life? Actually, after a while, those things, and if we add spending time with God to them, it just builds up and they're like weights. Like imagine trying to run a marathon with like a backpack full of weights. It just doesn't really make sense. Um, And it's sometimes hard to step away from maybe the busyness of life and say, right, I'm going to spend time with God now. I'm going to be intentional about this. But actually, guys, the rewards are so great. I don't know about you guys, but once I'm kind of in God's presence, so whether that's Um, at threads or actually it doesn't have to be just here or at a youth event guys some of like the best times I've had with God have just been on my own in my room or like in the middle of worship or um, just on a walk or something Um, that actually once we're in God's presence it's so worth it and if you haven't experienced that yet I'd really encourage you to give it a go really invite God to to come and be in your life because he's uh, he's pretty polite. He won't kind of force his way in. Um, but as soon as we kind of invite him in, he's there waiting and ready. And the same goes for us who would say that we know and follow God, that he wants to be living our life alongside us. He doesn't want to be an occasional thing that we pull in. Actually, he's he's always alongside us and he's always with us. So let's, let's try and avoid this remind me tomorrow mentality where, um, where we're just putting it off to another day. So I hope those kind of maybe little tips have helped you a little bit. Um, and I hope you guys were listening well to that. Um, but I'm going to say something that probably hasn't been said in a preach before. And that is that all of that was pretty pointless. I'm not just going to leave it there. I'm going to finish off that sentence. But all of that was pretty pointless unless we want this and unless our hearts want a relationship with God. If we're just doing it for the sake of, you know, just because it's something that we should do or because we don't want it to weigh us down, like, yeah, maybe that'll get us started, but we'll carry on doing this because we want to in our heart and because we want to know God deeper. So, um, so there's a story in, uh, in Exodus 33, um, and this is about Moses and Joshua. So uh, Joshua, um, I'm pretty sure, is the same guy who we heard from earlier. Um, and Moses, we've probably all heard of him. He's um, the pretty important guy in the Bible. He kind of led the uh, Israelites out of um, slavery in Egypt, um, and Joshua was kind of his right-hand man kind of thing. Um, he was kind of like the Batman, no, the Robin to the Batman. I got that the wrong way around. Awkward. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little story from Exodus 33. And it says, it's not going to come up on there, but I've got it here. And it says, so Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And then I'm skipping on a few verses. And it says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to camp. But, and this is the important bit, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. 
So this is the guy who was speaking to us in the Bible verse that we looked at at the start, um, who kind of told us to meditate on God and the Bible day and night and set this kind of really high bar and we're like, oh my goodness, how can we do that? But it's so interesting to see where he started from. It's so interesting to see where his focus was. It's interesting to see that um, all he wanted to do was stay in the tent. All he wanted to do was stay in God's presence. And actually because of that, that led him to be able to, to talk to us about like the discipline of following God. That where that all started was because he just wanted to be in God's presence. And there are practical ways that we can make sure that we spend time with God, like what I've spoken about. But the aim is not to do that out of duty and not because it's a checklist. Joshua shows us where to start. He shows us what it's all about. And it's all about living in God's presence. It's all about not leaving this place, not leaving threads today and thinking that we've, we've left God in that building. It's not thinking on a Sunday that God's there in the church service, but he doesn't come home with me. That's a weird thing to think of. But actually he does. And, uh, and it's just all about thinking that, that God is with us and that he's waiting um, for us to, to draw close to him. But don't worry, don't worry guys, um, if you don't have a tent filled with God's presence, because that's what they spoke about there, that there was a tent um, that Moses and Joshua had that was filled with God's presence. Don't worry if you don't have that, all is not lost, you can still meet with God. Um, and we're going we're gonna to do that and we're going to really invest into our relationship with God and we're really going to try and press into it. Um, so maybe if the, the guys could come and join me again. So don't worry um, if we don't have a tent filled with God's presence because thankfully we, we don't actually have to do that anymore. So in the Old Testament they spoke of having this, these places where God's presence was and, um, and that's where people would go to meet with him. But actually we don't need to do that anymore because God dwells inside of us um, and it's something called the Holy Spirit. God's like gift of himself to us. And that we don't have to go to a tent and we don't have to go and linger somewhere where God is because actually he's, he's here. Like in that song, like heaven is down, heaven is here. God is here, his presence is here. And we can connect with him personally here in this place. We can connect with him personally when we're off going for a walk we can connect with him personally when we're on our way to school we can connect with him personally when we're in school and maybe things aren't going the way we want them to go like we can connect with God personally wherever we are we can build on our relationship with God wherever we are it doesn't have to be a specific place it doesn't have to be here but we're going to start now so we're going to sing um a song which we've sang before build my life and in that song it's talking about like our foundations it's talking about our foundations and being on God so what I want you guys to think about is where are your foundations like what are they built on are they built on 
the things that distract us are they built on the things that we love to do and we have fun doing like is that where our focus is is that where our foundations are or are they maybe somewhere a bit deeper are they invested in this relationship with God and if they're not then it's so easy to change that and we can change that right here we can draw closer into our relationship with God so guys I wonder if you'll just stand with me and um and we're going to do we're going to do a couple of things so um so if you feel like either something that we've spoken about has really impacted you and you want prayer for that or if you feel like maybe the foundations of your life or the focus of your life isn't in the right place and isn't in a place where you would want it to be so Maybe you're really invested in what people think of you. Maybe you're really um, struggling not to build your foundation on feeling guilty. Maybe it's anything. Maybe it's just distractions. Maybe you just need a bit of time away from your Xbox or PlayStation. But if we're someone and we're feeling like maybe we want to move our foundations and we want to build them on God, then I'd ask where the whether where you are, you just put hand up in a second and that the people around can, can then pray for them. And that if that's not you, then don't switch off. Don't think, I'm not responding directly to this so I can just switch off. Actually, this is something that all of us need to do, including me, including me. All of us need to work on this. All of us can draw closer in our relationship with God. We can never be close enough. We can always, always spend more time with God. So we're going to do a couple of things. If in a second you feel like that's you and you want to build your foundation on God instead of on somewhere else, then pop your hand up um, and the people around you will pray for you. And if that's not you, let's really sing this song and let's declare that that we're fixing our focus on God and on building our relationship with Him. So, so if that's you and you want to respond to um, your foundations being built in, on God, then would you, would you pop your hand up now? And let's everyone else, let's, let's pray. Everyone else, let's close our eyes. And if that's you, could you pop your hand up now? And I'm just going to pray for you. And then if you want the people around you to pray afterwards, then that's fine. But if that's you, could you just pop your hand up? And I'm going to pray. God, we want to thank you that you are an awesome God. We want to thank you that as well as that, as well as being the God who created everything, that you want to know us and that you want to be in relationship with us. And God, we pray for our foundations and our focus, whether maybe if they're in other things, we can name that in our heart and we can name where maybe we're, we're not connecting with you as well as we could because there's distractions or whether that's external or internal. But God, I pray that our focus and our foundations will be built solely on you. And I pray, God, that something in our hearts this evening can shift, can make us hungry to experience you, to know you more. 
God, God, you're, you're right there. You're ready to be in relationship with us. You're wanting this just as much, if not more, than we are. So God, we pray for our foundations to be in you, to be built on you. Because like it says in this song we're going to sing, it's a firm foundation. God, you're not going to let us down. So God, I thank you for who you are. I pray that we can all respond now. We can all really dig in deep to our relationship with God.